You what's good everybody? It's your host with the most, the man with the plan, supplier for all your informational desires. It's me, CEO and founder of King's Tales, Rex Shege. Just want to thank everybody once again for tuning in for another week's episode of this wonderful podcast series that we started uh a whole eight weeks ago. Yep, that's right. We're doing it for uh, almost almost two months now. And I really am grateful that you know it's it's taken off the way that it has however after getting some constructive criticism and doing some reflecting and just over uh overlooking some of the the viewership numbers over the past couple of weeks i can definitely say that from the first episode up until uh the most recent episode two weeks ago viewership has has been down and uh i said again discouraged one thing that i'd love to do is just pray and allow god to show me what it is that I need to fix and adapt on so that I can continue to move forward and prosper. And he did just that. So moving forward, we're going to try something new. And, you know, you guys can let me know if you found it uh, more appealing or not. So uh, this week in politics, we have yay for president. After announcing his intentions on running for president earlier this month, Kanye West has been getting traction in the media for actually having the desire to run for president. And here's what I got from reading up and just doing a bit of research. Uh, I found an interview article published July 8th on Forbes, and it stated that Ye created a new party called the Birthday Party. He no longer uh, supports or endorses Trump. He is perfectly fine with siphoning off black votes from Biden, which would help Trump's re-election in the long run. And surprisingly, yeah, he's never voted before in his life. So essentially what I'm taking away from all this, um, I am kind of more or less seeing it as a publicity stunt, but I'm also viewing it as a as a black man with the capabilities to vote as a distraction to get pe- again, as it was stated in the uh, in the article. As a means of getting black votes away from Biden and Trump, and that could definitely prove to be detrimental in the long run, especially if we do end up seeing another um, presidential race where the numbers are close in the popular vote, and then we get to the Electoral College and find out that we have to deal with Trump for another four years. So honestly, one thing that I am going to continue to take into consideration over the coming months as we prepare for the elections in November is making sure that, first and foremost, if you aren't already, I would strongly encourage those that are tuning in to get registered to vote. Um, Honestly, it's with everything going on in the world now with uh, COVID and the pandemic, it's all electronic. All you have to do is just do a quick Google search, um, type in how to register to vote in your respective state. And they should have guidelines or like uh, information posted on the state website. And it will literally give you a step-by-step on how to register. Um, if you're gonna be unable to go to a physical location and submit your vote uh, at, a, at a physical ballot, then what you can do is fill out an absentee ballot and catch your vote through that. And I know that a lot of people have been opting to do so, just given the circumstances of the current world that we live in it's unfortunate but you know as long as you guys are exercising your right to vote just 
at the end of the day, do your research and uh, honestly, just I I know it's it's really hard to to make a decision, especially in this presidential campaign, given the two candidates that were that were stuck with. Um, again, I I really don't like getting too much into politics, but I feel like this is something that's uh, critical to talk about, especially for us Gen Zers, given that a lot of us are. For some of us, this is probably our first election voting, and for me, it's the second. I was fortunate enough to be able to turn 18 before the presidential campaign took off in uh, 2016. But we see, we saw how how things have unfolded over the past four years. So, for those that are, um, you know, complaining and saying, "Oh well, I'm not going to vote," your vote really does matter. I know that a lot of people on social media and out in the world that you interact with are always like. Oh well, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, the electoral college just ends up making the decision. But treat it as if you know the electoral college didn't even exist. You know, take matters into your own hand. We're we're living in a democratic society for a reason. So if you if you really want to make sure that you know we don't have to deal with you know nonsense and just a whole bunch of craziness for the next four years. I guess to put it in, in layman's terms, you know, just pick the the greater, the the lesser two evils. I guess uh, I don't know. Politics are weird. I hate politics so much. Uh, on to the next segment. Y'all gonna hear us march. It seems that the tragic killing of George Floyd on May 25th, 2020, appeared to be the straw that broke the camel's back as protesters, both domestically and internationally, banded together under a common cause of advocacy in the form of the Black Lives Matter movement. We saw an influx of news coverage from all over the nation and the world showcasing peaceful protests demanding justice and equity for a group of fed-up people that have been the main targets of oppression, injustice, and maltreatment in excess of four years, 400 years. Just because news coverage died down does not mean we are not still marching, advocating, and protesting for those who have been wrongly murdered as a direct result of racism and unequal power dynamics in America. We are still enraged over the deaths of Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, Ahmaud Arbery, and countless others in this decade alone. Um, I was, funnily enough, I was reading an article earlier on the New York Times, and Portland, Oregon, which historically has been one of the the whitest cities in America has been picking up uh, traction in the news recently uh, as being home to, you know, one of one of the bigger, uh, I don't even want to say uprisings because I feel like there's such a negative connotation associated with that word, but bigger gatherings of the Black Lives Matter movement. And although, you know, the black population is, you know, pretty small in Portland, um, they have been out there going strong. And I think one thing that we haven't been seeing as much, at least on my end, in terms of like news coverage, is it made it seem like people aren't protesting anymore for the Black Lives Matter movement, when in actuality people are. Um, I will say locally where I'm at, uh, I haven't been seeing people as active with their protests as, you know, at the beginning of June when all this stuff was first starting. But Fortunately enough, I'm still seeing people that are taking matters into their own hands by signing petitions, um, educating youth. Uh, there's been an influx of mentorship programs that are going on around in our local communities, just making sure that, you know, the black youth not only are getting fed um, physically, but also mentally and spiritually as well. Um, I know a lot of the local churches have been 
uh, doing youth outreach and community service and just making sure that they're educating uh, these young black boys and girls on their history and just how capable and how powerful their voices are. And that's something that, you know, I, I truly am grateful for. Um, it, it really is uh, encouraging seeing not only just uh, church groups intervening and, you know, just taking up that mantle, but also social groups, especially uh, since the Black Panthers aren't around as much now, we, we're having social groups like um, fraternities and sororities stepping in. I know that uh, my fraternity has been doing a lot of uh, community service and outreach over the past couple of uh, months, just going out and making sure that, you know, people are, are good because not only are we dealing with a pandemic, but we're also dealing with years of um, systematic oppression and racism. So honestly, just seeing, being able to check the news and still see the pictures of people with masks on responsibly protesting and peacefully protesting is super duper encouraging. One thing that uh, I haven't had the opportunity to do is uh, protest, but I've still been advocating uh, sharing links for Black-owned businesses, uh, sharing information on mental health and self-care, and just making, honestly, the little stuff like checking in with my fellow Black co-workers at work, um, checking in with my little brothers and my mentees and making sure that they're good. You know, little stuff like that, and just spending quality time with the, the people that are near and dear to your heart. Like, that really, I think, especially in today's world, like, we have so much time now and honestly, you gotta you gotta use it first and foremost to educate yourself, but also make sure that you're spending time with your loved ones as well. Because one thing that you know that I'm learning is to, you know tomorrow's never really promised, and you just gotta take everything one step at a time, and really just be grateful for every day that you're able to get up in the morning. Because there are people that are going to bed, you know, sick, you know, bedridden, or you know, really just dealing with a whole bunch of stuff mentally, and they're not waking up the next morning. And, you know, that's that's something that honestly we were um, we, we talked about in church yesterday is you never really know when your time's coming. So you just got to honestly just make the most of every opportunity that's given to you and make sure that, you know, you're just being an asset instead of a liability to those around you as well. On to segment number two, business. Where'd the money go? Uh, so for those that are unaware, um, the... Unemployment benefits that were supplied through the CARES Act, which was instated back in March, um, the final day to collect unemployment benefits from the CARES Act specifically ends actually in a couple of days, July 31st. Approximately 33 million people in the United States as of July 15th are unemployed. Now, just looking at it from an economic standpoint, you know, disallowing or discontinuing the unemployment benefits from the CARES Act could tr could prove to be extremely detrimental to our economy. You know, that's a lot of spending power that you're you're losing by discontinuing it. I have been reading a few articles, and one of the the three options that were proposed um, that Congress is currently working on is um, one altogether just stopping the unemployment benefits. Two, uh, reducing the amount of the unemployment benefits, or three, keeping the unemployment benefits the same. 
I do respect some of the arguments that, you know, both parties have been putting forth in terms of the amount of money that is allocated each week to the people that are suffering from unemployment as a result of COVID. There are some people that are currently unemployed that are making more than full-time employees that have been with their companies for well over 15, 20, 25, even 30 years. And I think when you're getting that much money, it really is like what incentive is there to return to work, especially if you know you're going to make well under that and you're putting in 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week at work, no one's going to want to go back to work. So um, one of the main proposals that I saw that Congress is trying to push right now is including a reduced weekly income, which from the numbers that they that were proposed in the article could see those that are currently unemployed receiving a weekly allocation of $200 to $300 a week as opposed to the current $600 a week which I, again is, is understandable and commendable because a lot of people are making more than full-time workers. In addition to that, they also propose providing a back-to-work bonus, which could see upwards of $450 a week allocated to those that are able to find employment in today's world, which honestly it isn't, I, I don't want to say anything is easy or hard, because there are jobs out there that are are really like light staffed and really need the workers at the moment. So providing an incentive to return to work on top of the hourly wage that they would be getting from the employer could prove to be beneficial and help with, you know, costs all the way from bills down to groceries and utilities and all that other good stuff. So some of the negative repercussions that I saw as a result of these unemployment benefits ending are first and foremost, the lifting of the eviction bans. Um, This probably stood out the most to me in particular due to the fact that not only are, you know, apartment owners or, you know, just residents that are staying in apartments, not only are they losing a source of valuable income that is not only crucial to them feeding themselves and their children, but they now won't be able to, they're, they're missing a huge chunk to pay for rent. And given that the eviction bans are now lifted, a lot of them are really facing the very real possibility of potentially losing their place of residency in less than 30 days. And that's terrifying, especially if, you know, you're staying somewhere and you have not only yourself residing there, but your family too. Like, let's say, you got a pretty a pretty large household, you know, five or six people there. You, your wife, your kids, maybe you got a, a cousin and a nephew staying there. Now all y'all are, are scrambling to figure out, you know, how you're gonna figure how you're gonna put together money to not only pay the rent but also make sure that you got the necessities in order to live. That's truly terrifying and my my heart and my prayer goes out to all those people that are now faced with this reality and it's it's truly disheartening because even when this bill is passed it still takes a while to take in, to go into effect and if they are issuing out another round of stimulus checks um you know there are people that as far back as march were expecting these stimulus checks and they still haven't received it and i am hoping that whatever proposal is approved and you know pushed through that 
they're able to find a quicker way to get the money deposited into people's accounts because, you know, paper checks just really didn't seem to work the first time around. The next big negative repercussion that I saw in the article was um, lenders of loans were are going to be able to foreclose any businesses that are currently unable to make payments on properties that they took a loan out on. And for any, you know, upstart company, let's say that, you know, they've been waiting upwards of five plus years and they finally got their their money put together to start the business back in January. And, you know, they had to take a loan out to cover some of the expenses, you know, then COVID happens in March. And now you hear back from your your loan lender that your property is getting foreclosed and you won't be able to run your business anymore because because of just some really unfortunate circumstances. Um, I can definitely see both sides of the spectrum from the loaner's point of view, while also, you know, sympathizing with the business owners as well. This whole situation is just really heartbreaking. And I'll just continue to pray and hope that everything does work out for the greater good and the grand scheme of things. So my fingers are crossed that, you know, Congress doesn't fumble the ball on this one. And, you know, hopefully by December, we can just look back on 2020 as just this horrible troll and we can move forward and everyone can continue to prosper and go after all the goals and visions that they have set up for themselves. Next on the agenda is a blackity black black, our black owned business of the week. Our black owned business of the week goes out to Trenched Out Co. Um, my lawn brother, Kelvin Leos Beacon started this clothing brand about two months ago with the purpose of you know, encouraging people to go after their, their dreams and not let their current environments prevent them from, you know, chasing success. Um, the motto that he came up with for the, uh, for the clothing line is stay down and sucker free. After trying out the shirts, they, I can say that they're really high quality. And for those that are interested in checking out this wonderfully put together um, clothing brand, then you guys can follow them on Instagram at trenched underscore co that is at t-r-e-n-c-h-e-d underscore co be sure to check them out because when one of us eats we all eat and one thing that i love about kelvin is if you support his business and show love to him then he'll he'll go hard for you and make sure that he supports your business and puts the word out on whatever it is that you got going on as well next thing we got is this week in music one thing that y'all will learn about me going into future episodes is that I love music. And if it, w if it wasn't for copyright issues, I probably would be doing a song of the week at the intro and at the outro of each episode. I'm still trying to figure everything out on the app, so bear with me. As a creative, I always want to make sure that you know I'm putting out the best work possible for y'all. But yeah, so two of my favorite artists actually dropped projects uh, this past week. And I, I honestly didn't even know about it. Um, I was on Spotify, I think, Saturday evening, and I gave a listen to See You When I'm Famous by Kyle. Um, I listened to the album all the way through twice. First go around typically just to get a feel for it, and second to go around to see uh, which songs I found the most appealing and which ones I probably keep in my rotational playlist and overall i will say that um as a follow-up project to light of mine it definitely was 
it truly captured the essence of a Kyle album. Um, it was super. Most of the songs were super catchy and upbeat, while also you know Kyle adding a little bit of his uh his signature flair to to each song. Um, I definitely enjoyed the features, particularly with um, the song "Girls" with Rico Nasty. Um, I really wish it was a bit longer, but I definitely felt like the both of them went hard on that joint, and it was really, really entertaining to listen to. Um, overall, I would I would rate the album like around solid seven out of ten. Um, there were three songs in particular that I really didn't uh, enjoy as much, but overall, I definitely did enjoy um, listening to the album. It was a breath of fresh air. Um, I definitely had Light of Mine in rotation pretty heavily. So having new music to add to the the playlist is going to prove to be beneficial for me so that, you know, I don't get bored. Up next is uh, No Pressure, which was released by Logic uh, this past Friday. Um, it, again, a hu- another big shocker for me because I remember being on Instagram last week and someone had shared that Logic was hinting at No Pressure being one of his final albums and he was retiring. He did say from what, but he did say he was retiring. So I was like, all right, man, listen, I've been listening to Logic for almost a decade now. Got to see what he's cooking up on this last album, especially when I heard that he's partnering up with uh, producer No ID. Bro, for those that don't know, the the whole Young Sinatra tapes were produced by No ID, and I definitely do give him all the credit because one thing that I've learned over the past month and some change of learning how to produce music myself is the beat literally makes a song and one thing that I love about Logic and No ID's relationship is the fact that they rarely ever miss on a track when they do end up partnering up so I came into the final album you know with a bit of high expectations and as per usual me doing my two listen uh, walkthrough of the entire album from beginning to end, honestly kept me tuned in for real. Um, the No Pressure intro, and then, you know, just hearing uh, additions to, for those that are familiar with Logic and the stories that he tells through his tracks, um, listening to Growing Pains 4 and Soul Food 2, literally just took me back to, you know, when he dropped his debut album, Under Pressure, and, you know, just reminiscing on hearing that for the first time and then you know just seeing how much uh logic has evolved over the past 10 years really honestly just listening through the whole album took me through like a time machine and just allowed me to reminisce on the first time that like i heard him up until now and the whole album for me i think it was more or less like a trip down memory lane while also adding a bit of his newer flow and charisma to the track so um overall i would give the album an eight out of ten partially off of the fact that you know we we kind of are getting the conclusions to some of the the story-based tracks that you know he created in his older albums and just continued the trend on and honestly my favorite track off of the whole album was perfect it gave you that that raw like mid-1990s beat and, you know, Logic's flow just complemented the entire song. And, again, it, it really is crazy seeing one of, you know, one of your favorite artists that you've been following so long, you know, from dropping mixtapes to, 
you know, dropping his debut album and then seeing him come up on the national stage and just achieve success and fame and now being able to settle down with his wife and, you know, become a father. It, it really has been quite the, the journey for me. So those are my two uh, album suggestions of the week. If you guys want to check them out uh, again, see you when I'm famous by Kyle and no pressure by logic. And with that, that concludes the music section of this weekend. I also got some uh, pretty big news for all y'all. I'm currently in the works of potentially getting a sponsor moving forward for the remainder of this year. So I'm working out the kinks and stuff right now in the contract. And then once I get that finalized, I'm going to send it over to them. But I'm super excited. Uh, I'm hoping that everything, you know, works out in the grand scheme of things. But if not, you know, I'm going to continue to stay prayed up and hopeful. And I know that in due time, you know, everything always works out for the greater good. So I'm just going to continue to put my faith in God. And I know that this is just the beginning of, of great things. So I'm continue to stay optimistic and see how this all plays out. But once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to episode four. I hope that, you know, this new format is more free flowing and accepted by, you know, the viewers. Uh, I know that I'm going to hear back from y'all sooner rather than later. And you guys will be sure to let me know how it went because overall you know i definitely do feel that it was it was a better flowing this time around uh, and hopefully you guys found that out too but we'll see moving forward uh again thank you guys for tuning in and stay on the lookout not only for the next episode but word up wednesdays which will now be taking place bi-weekly starting this wednesday at 9 p.m so for those that aren't already following me on instagram you can find me at k one n g s i g m a underscore give me a follow and we'll be live on wednesday with more information uh i'll definitely be sharing some more poetry with y'all because i definitely got some new pieces that I've, I've been ready to share and yeah i just want to once again send some positive vibes and well wishes to all of you stay encouraged this week and know that the there is no limit to what you can achieve so continue to stay prayed up and know that once you got God's favor, everything else just falls into place. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Peace.